back to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky. I'm Larry. It's quiet up here today. It is. We had what, three or four people out today. I, I I thought it was everybody. Well, at least on this side of the building. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just like, it is quiet up here today. That's why I was like, it's very eerie quiet. So I was playing with all the sound effects and making eerie voices and all that. Our so, Halloween episode might be a little bit. It might be on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, just uh, it's. I think it's just with it being, you know, really the last week before everybody starts getting their kids off to school. There's still vacations that are happening. There's people that are, you know, trade shows are in full swing right now, and it just seems like. No, I mean, it's been a quiet week, and it's been an oddly quiet week. Yeah. And you know, I seem to get a lot of work done during those times, but. Then it's like, I feel alone. Like, <laughs> like, like, no one's pestering me. What's going on? And you start, you know, manufacturing things to work on. Right. And it's not like I don't have a, a you know, a massive to-do list anyway. I'm sure your list is as long as mine. Yes. Maybe a little longer. Yes. Sometimes. And, you know, but, you know, I, I can never break 30 on the inbox. Like, never less than 30 items on the inbox. So, you know, I try to hit inbox zero, mm-hmm. right? Well, you did once. I've done it a few times, and I have maintained inbox zero for a l- period of time. I have not been able to get to it at even close since I've been back from maternity leave. Like, it's just impossible. Well, yeah, and also you have you have a, a lot of new things going on. I Yeah, I do, and that means I have a lot more email to come <laughs> that comes my way as a result. And I've I've seen lately on your Twitter feed that you are you you were enjoying lambasting these uh, you know I don't know you but I think we can talk I mean you you come up with a new one a day it seems like and it's you used to have one other thing that you did that you would always post when someone was bugging you about that type of stuff but I think I think you found your current one yes I I have I'm a little snarky. I will admit that. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, really? I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, my pinned tweet right now says my this current status of my Twitter feed is kind of for the marketing information day for the snark. <laughs> <laughs> because I do. I enjoy. I get so many of them. And I, I don't mind those emails if it's something I have re- inquired about. But these – none of it is something I have inquired about. It's just people cold emailing and on one side of me, the, the the part of me that is running our sales and marketing teams goes, okay, that works. You know, we do that. That works. But the other side of me is going, I don't need this crap in my inbox. No. And, you know, the the latest trend is that uh, is the threaded email where they, mm, they reply, yeah. you know, quote unquote, reply to the email. And unfortunately, it works because people wouldn't continue to use it. Right. But, you know, and lately I've been getting a lot of uh, LinkedIn where I guess LinkedIn has been opened up their text messaging and I'm getting, you know, Laird, you're a badass. You do great at Insurance Technologies Corporation. <laughs> like uh, anybody that knows me knows that's ITC. It's not, you know, in, you know, so they're just pulling it from my, my LinkedIn profile. I'm like, uh. The worst ones I've seen is it just says insurance. And I'm like, all right, clearly your tokens are not working correctly because our company name is not insurance. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of all the possibilities of reply with, with that. <laughs> Just like, 
Hi, Becky with insurance. Yes, I am with insurance. I mean, can, can you imagine getting away with that name? Trademarking just insurance. Yes, what's the name of your agency? Insurance. That's great. What's your business? Insurance. Right. And then the other thing I love is when the from name is one person and then the signature of the actual email is a different person. Sounds like a lead generation a- a- operation right there. Yeah. Or or just – and that, that was – we talked about this last week. But phishing attempts have just completely skyrocketed. Yeah. I mean it's always like, hey, you're – you have a Gmail message in your quarantine. I don't use Gmail, but hey, thanks for asking. <laughs> Here's a Dropbox file. Now, not naming names here, but uh, I was thinking about this after our episode last week that um, I actually, you know, came very close to being fished. Really? Yes. And I did everything right. And I was really going down the path that it was, it was in the question in my mind. So I got an email. From a vendor that we work with regularly, and they were sending me a file that was actually probably, you know, could have been a file that that we had communicated with. So I was going, okay, I, I wasn't expecting this file, but this is close enough for me to raise a flag. Now, I didn't do the immediate click or anything like that. And so I reached out to them and I said, hey, did you send me this file? Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. You just go ahead and click it. You might have to log in and all that. I'm like, okay. So I clicked the link and sure enough, there's a login prompt. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I don't have a login to the system. It's not one that I use. So then I went down my normal one pass um, path where I created a brand new 50 digit character, um, you know, uh, password because mm-hmm. the field allowed 50 characters. So I put in 50 carrier password, you know, just, Hey, why not? And I, I created it and, um, but the system wasn't right. And I was like, no, this isn't, this isn't like, I'm not getting the warm and fuzzies. So I kind of poked around the email some more and the login link was actually a real login link to that system. But all the other links like the down, cause I was always like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the download site or the site login and then download. I'm never going to click a link direct. So I created a real account on this system. Like I checked it elsewhere and it, it did work. And, um, but then I was like, man, I, I'm really feeling that I'm getting fished here. So I right clicked on the, on the link and sure enough, it was just a little one character off. Yeah. And what's amazing is that they were targeting people in the insurance industry and, um, they had, they had done this because it was one off. Well, I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm like, now I'm trying to figure it out. Like, so I did click the link with, you know, all virus scan ready to roll. And, you know, I'm, I'm good. I wasn't going to try to log in. Sure enough, it looked exactly like the previous login page, the real one asking me to log in. Well, that would have given me the password. And I just said, no, not, not going to happen. You know, I'm, I've, I've caught on to your, your scam here Yeah. and no kidding. But remember this part of the story where I had said, I reached out to the guy and I asked him, did mm. you do this? I get a flailing email about four hours early later going, don't click on any emails that I got. <laughs> you know, don't do any of this. And I was like, yeah. Because I, I replied back to him earlier, and I think maybe I was the one that kind of got the ball started. And then I talked to him later at a show. He goes, "You were the only person that did it that actually that, that actually asked. asked." Yeah. And and he goes, "There was a lot of fishing that happened there." 
And I was like, well, that was damn close of me, you know, but you know, it, it was all good. And I used my throwaway password that, or my, my long one pass password, but also it's not my real email address. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause you know, if, you know, I, I just wouldn't want to log in. And, you know, I like to try to make sure that I'm not getting a whole bunch of spam. Like I'm one of those religious people that if I get spam, I go in there unsubscribe. Right. And I, I guess it just comes down to me being a really private person and, you know, not, not really want my information out there. Yeah. Well, before we go down that path, I have two other things I want to say about emails. Speaking of unsubscribes, one of these emails that I, I get a lot of, I tried to unsubscribe earlier this week. And do you know what it said after I requested my unsubscribe? We'll get back to you in five weeks. No, which that's awful too. But this one's worse. It said, your request to unsubscribe has been received and will be processed shortly. We will You will be notified of the success or fa- failure by email. <laughs> Uh, we will continue to spam you as we are. Uh, First of all, there should be no chance spam. of failure. You have to process the unsubscribe. That mm-hmm. is the law. Second of all, why are you sending me an email when I just unsubscribe from your email? Don't. <laughs> are you sure? I know, I know a lot of one too many systems that whenever I close a, a box or something, it goes, are you sure you want to cancel? No, I'm not. Actually, I, this is making me change my mind. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, I'm second guessing it after seeing this. What's mm. the second one? Second one. Have you heard of the comedian James Beach? No. He has a couple of TED Talks about these pranks he's pulled with uh, email. Mm-hmm. One being like one of those famers, like, you know, Prince from Nigeria or whatever. And then another one when he's tried to unsubscribe from an email, they are hilarious. I was crying. I was laughing so hard because he just. I have to check it out. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's rare that you actually have real humor surrounding <laughs> technology. I, I know a lot of people try to do it. And, you know, a lot of the TED Talks, I'm not saying this came from the TED Talk, but a lot of the TED Talks really try to have this humorous slant. Yeah. And it's always the same. Yeah. It, it's always the same. And I haven't watched a lot of humorous TED Talks. I've watched a lot of inspiring or informative ones, but his i i just happened to stumble across it i forget how i stumbled across it i just stumbled across it and i was l- crying i was laughing so hard yeah the, it's it's i was talking about the kind of like the one off uh you know where they they try to throw away a joke you know the oh, speech yeah. throw away a joke and you know be naturally funny or just don't <laughs> don't force it yeah don't saying. don't don't force not being funny it's okay yeah. it, there's a lot of unfunny people out there i consider myself one of them and so you know i go through life and i the, the bar is low <laughs> <laughs> okay now okay back to what you were talking about private mm-hmm. you're a private person um you're familiar with the websites like 23 and me and Ancestry.com, stuff like that. Yes. Where you can swab your mouth and send it and see your genetics. Sounds so disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) How would you put it? I mean, no matter how you do it, collect <laughs> collect a sample. <laughs> I mean, there's there's not much that uh you you can say. (laughs) Collection. Okay. Um (laughs) stop. <laughs> anyway, you send in 
Some of your spit. Yes, that's a better one. <laughs> see, see Hakalugi in a cup and you call it a day? Something like that. I don't know. I've never actually done it. Okay. And they analyze your DNA to give you a profile of your ancestry, mm-hmm. where your, your ancestors have come from. Have, yep. you done, have you done that? No. Have Why? you? No, I haven't. Have you, have you wanted to? No. I, I'm in the same boat. Is getting down to privacy, it's, you know, DNA is what makes you you. It's your blueprint. It's, it's, it's what created you. And you, it's your fingerprint. It's the one immutable fingerprint that's out there that, you know, it is in every fiber of your being. It's in your cell, your hair, your fingernails, your liver, your everything, your blood, everything can be tracked back to your DNA. So it is your very unique and no, I'm not out there, you know, doing bad things that I got to worry about my DNA being out there, but it's more of, listen, that that's what makes me, me. Right. And, um, you know, there, there's, just so much that can be done with your DNA that, you know, it is theoretically, it is not theoretically, it's truly possible to clone yourself. You know, you have the right, if you have the right cells, the right DNA and all that type of stuff, you could be cloned. There's ethical um, things on there. And I, you know, I don't want it. And I'm very sure the world does not want another Laird walking around. <laughs> I don't think we can handle two of you. <laughs> But uh, why uh, why are you not a fan of doing that? I read an article some months back about how those results are not entirely accurate because and I and I can't remember exactly why, but something along the lines of it's not it's it's, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, my mind's in the gutter today. So, okay, dear listeners, you can't see me roll my eyes at him, but trust me, I did. Um, anyway, it's it's something to do with the results are not based on historic data. It's based off the profiles of the people they have already done it. So that's why that you hear a lot of stories about. I thought I was primarily this, and then my results came back, and actually, I'm this. Yeah. So it's based off where people are now versus where your actual ancestors have come from. Yeah, you know, and a I'm a little lucky is that um, my my family on one side of the family kept a very detailed ancest uh, ancestral tree, very detailed back to Scottish castles. <laughs> you, you know, like you know, very. Very back in time and, you know, really had a very nice detailed um, family tree. Right. And then the other side of the the family was – is Ewings and that is – if they were called the Jamestown Ewings and they tracked their – you know, I have the lineage all the way back to Jamestown and from there – it's tracked all the way back to, you know, like the 1200s or something like that. So I was lucky that I kind of had a pretty good idea of where I was from based upon all that. But also it was great to look at once. I really don't care. Right. It's not where I am now. It's I'm, I am here now. I'm not there. Correct. And that, that, you know, the, the, and there's so many, you know, I just I just realized how we can tie this to insurance. By the way, um, you know, always secondary processing in my brain. But um, you know, it doesn't affect me now, right? And you know, I've always said that you know, leave a legacy 
behind and that's just two or three generations and at that point you know you you might have heard something about your great great grandfather i was named after my great 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 grandfather i believe but past that it's you know i I don't know anything past him and i would not know anything about him if if i wasn't named after him right and so i you know people that are chasing that down is is really scary and what scares me about it is you know it, how it can be used nefariously or for other reasons but right. you know like in the insurance world well you know my family has you know a couple of bad genes mm-hmm. and you know it's you you know um i always have to fight it i answer that that questionnaire on the um on the my, my family has a, a heart history mm-hmm. and I always answer that on my life insurance policy in the in the positive. I've never had any heart problems. I've always I've been taking medication like a um, a person who's had a heart attack since I was thirty under the guidance of a cardiologist, right? Because I don't want a, I don't want a heart attack. I don't want that. And but if they could just do a pinprick and say, "Hey, you are predisposed to heart disease," right? You are you're carrying a gene that could cause blindness, right? Which I am. Um, you're carrying, you know, you have all these things that are going down the line and, um, you know, then they can start just, you know, a blood prick. Okay. Not, you know, we're not, we're not Theranos here, so we're not, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, get a vial of blood and find out that, um, you know, you're predisposed to this. You have a higher risk to cancer. You have this, you have that. Oh, you know, Alzheimer's runs in your family, whatever. Right. And or like my family, you know, there's strong um genetic trait for diabetes yeah so it's it's one way or the other if my health insurance company got that or my life insurance company got that my premiums are going to go up correct even though i do not have diabetes i'm not Mm pre-diabetic yeah and so the this blueprint that makes you uniquely you can be used to single you out. Right. Exactly. And I wanted to talk about this because I saw this article on insurancejournal.com about uh, the concerns over data privacy guidelines set by these genetic testing companies. And I was reading through this, and one of the things they mentioned in the article that really grabbed my attention was they were talking about how DNA and these websites were used to catch the Golden State Killer. I did read about this. Right. And, and you know, while I'm happy, I'm happy that they caught a, a serial killer. Right. I'm not happy about the invasion of privacy. And I, I really do think it's invasion of privacy because the, the Golden State Killer was not caught initially. They verified this DNA later, but... He was found not because he did this test. He was done. He was, was found because family, family members yeah. were done to you know do this test, and that's the the cruel mistress of 
DNA right. is that I'm, I'm two parts, <laughs> one part, my dad, one part, my mom, and everybody is, and you can, you know, they can tell siblings, they can, they can back that up. You know, they, they can, they can find that and they can even use distant cousins to figure it out. All right. And then they just look at a genealogy, you know, a, a genealogy tree, which like on ancestry.com, if you have an account, you can log in, plug it in. And you'll get that information because people are putting out there is not private. It's public information in essence. Right. And uh, th- that's, that's supremely sec- um, concerning to me. Right. Now I'm, I'm perfectly happy that they're using DNA to, you know, to really pinpoint. And I'm a big, oh man, we're going to talk the, the one politics that gets in trouble is I am not a, um, an advocate for the death penalty. Right. Because I've always maintained that the, you have, one, you know, you put one murderer away or one innocent person you to death, then you're guilty of murder right. yourself. So I've been very against the death penalty. I, I think that there's a lot of other ways, but the innocence project has shown so much. They, they've gone out and they've prevented a ton of, um, you know, death row inmates by DNA. So, you know, it, th- that swings both ways that uh, DNA is very precise and pinpointing, but it's also concerning whenever it can be used against you. Now, let's say this is not related to, you know, a murder. Okay. Now it's an insurance company that is, you know, collecting your information from your brother and your sister and your parents and you opted out, but they know enough about you to know what your profile is. Right. And then they're all of a sudden using it against you. Right. Exactly. The the Golden State Killer thing I've I've found to be really interesting. I just finished this week a book uh, about the Golden State Killer called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." I don't know if you you've read it. I have not. It's written by this woman who is not in law enforcement, but became obsessed with the case and just, I mean, dedicated years of her life to this, and actually kind of died as a result of it suddenly. Um, but the writing of the book, if you're at all into true crime, I highly recommend it because it was some of the best writing I've ever read uh, in a nonfiction book um, that you just end up caring so much about the case. And so as soon as I finished that book, I immediately started Googling the Golden State Killer because I, and I knew they had caught him a few months ago. And I, I was dying. I want to know. Was the book before or after they caught her? Caught him before oh. it, it came out like two months before they caught him. Gotcha. Um, so as soon as, so the ending obviously is ambiguous. They didn't know who it was, but I immediately Googled it because I wanted to know more, like exactly how did they use DNA to find him and, and all this other stuff. But there has been so little detail that has been released about exactly oh. how they did it. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of put it together like how they probably did it, mm-hmm. but it's still just like there's so little detail. And they're probably trying to keep it quiet for the trial, but it's still just – it was fascinating. So when this article mentioned the Golden State Killer, I was like, I want to talk about this today. Well, the the you know, you, you look at that and um, it, it reminds me of the Stingray devices, the uh, phone tracking devices that the FBI and local police use Yeah, that they – they used warrants. They gave up on cases whenever it was like, well, how did you find out this information? If they, you know, had any other, you know, if it, if it hinged on that data, they would actually drop the case. 
yeah. because they didn't want it to be out known in, in open court what they were doing with these stingray devices. And I could see that they're probably doing that as well of how they got that information. But the reality is, is that, um, today's con- um, today, today people are dumbasses. Yeah. Because first of all, privacy policies and user license agreements, license agreements as a whole, they're 50, 60 pages long. No one's reading them. Yeah. I mean, there, there was one that uh, it was in, um, you know, Europe somewhere that uh, if you agree to use their Wi-Fi, then you had to clean their bathroom or something. They put that in there, <laughs> and, um, y- you know, just no one read it. And then finally, someone saw it, and they're like, "This is proof that this has been here for like two or three years yeah. uh, on this." But um, people have just gotten accustomed to checking the box that says "Let me in." They want their, you know, they yeah. want their getting in and they don't realize that they're the consumer at that point or they're, they're the product. They're right. the data point. And, um, that, that's what kind of happened. That's what's happening on like 23 me and, and ancestry.com is that people are just checking that box that says, sure, share this. And it's buried in some settings. Yeah. You can turn it off. And I tweeted about this last week. I think that, um, 23 and me, uh, received like a 30%, it was like $300 million investment from GlaxoSmith & Klein, major drug manufacturer. Yep. They're going to use the 23andMe data to make drugs. And so they're using that data and they can say that it's anonymized or whatever. But they're creating this data set out there that you never know what happens. I mean, how much is a data breach? How often do data breaches happen? And then you're all the time. Yeah. And now your DNA is out there. Your yeah. the the blueprint of make who makes you you is now out there. And you want to know the the ultimate uh the the ultimate uh, identity theft is another you walking around. I or mean yeah. um Heather who um you know did did this podcast while you were gone, um she's a twin. Yeah. And, you know, I always have to do a double take when she's in the office. <laughs> exactly. Like, did you change clothes? You know, and a lot of twins are so close to each other in, in looks. I mean, of course, that they, you can't tell them apart. Some enjoy the part. Some, some will part their hair the different way and, you know, go with a different haircut. So you always know them apart. They want to be individuals, but some people, some of them embrace it. And, but that's the ultimate identity theft. Yeah. You know, your, your fingerprints will be different and, you know, that type of stuff and your DNA, you know, will be substantially similar in in that regard, but, uh, because there can be differences. Um, but, uh, in the end, you know, sometimes just a face getting a, you know, having a driver's license, that's not yours walking in with a matching face can get you, can, can get you anywhere. Yeah. I got a new phone recently. I don't know if you noticed. And I was. Uh, it's an iPhone. It just looks like an iPhone. It, well, it does look like an iPhone, but it, this one's red. My other one was. Oh, pink. I didn't. I did notice you're red. And, and I was going, is that the. Do they pay into the AIDS research, the red yeah, thing? Project Red. Yeah, I love that. That's, um, that's, that's one, one of my charities I give to. And anyway, that was, that was not the point. <laughs> but I got a new phone and I was, <laughs> I was looking at getting the eight plus versus the iPhone X and, and really the only difference between the two is the face ID. And I was like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with the face ID. I'm just not, and not for any really specific reason. I'm just not comfortable with it. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to avoid that until they force me to by having every phone have it. So yeah. 
I'm sure someday every phone will have it and we'll all just get used to it, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not ready for it. Well, everybody's staring at their phone anyway. It's so it's true. It's true. But the article does say under the guidelines that these companies are have put out, the companies must obtain express consent before sharing data with third parties. So they can't just hand it over to employers or insurance companies or government agencies without being legally compelled. Yeah, but it's but now it's going, you know, what is express consent? I mean, well, yeah. Yeah, a little checkbox when they log in, are you open to sharing your data? And you got that. And then you get the the worst part is where you have family members that are naive enough to click that box <laughs> and then they can back engineer to you. Yeah. Ah. But you know the Golden State Killer, they did not go and arrest him based off his relatives correct no they they they, they I point identified him and then i stalked him is not quite the right word they they caught his dna whenever he threw something away at a right, gas station right. yes yeah no i i i knew that part of the story and yeah. i'm like going you know that, that's kind of um you know fuzzy is it, it, it public it, property he no, 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 no. How they got him to to point that finger, uh, okay. you know? Yeah. A lot of times that if you receive a warrant based upon, you know, faulty information, but the warrant yields real information, then there's a problem. Then, then sometimes that warrant's invalidated, which invalidates that, that information and all that. But, you know, from, from the way that I – what I read is that uh, – they, uh, you know, they they just started working with them, going, okay, here's all the people that have jumped into it, and then they went and they found a uh, a lineage, and that lineage uh, gave them only like two or three possible suspects. Yeah, just because it was a short lineage, and then they were able, they just stalked all three of them, but one was, you know, in Nebraska had been there forever. Another one's, you know, in Kalamazoo or something. I, I don't know about that, but one live there, live close, fit lifelong, the fit the profile, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And then you're a go. Yeah. Yeah. It, the whole case is fascinating. I think there's going to be a docu-series on HBO about it. I can't wait for that. Oh, you know it. Yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, it, you know, it, it'll be a follow up to to catch a murder or whatever that one was. Did you watch that one? I did not watch that one. I didn't either. Like, and everybody was raving about it, and I'm like, I just don't care. I don't. I just didn't get into a docu series a whole lot until somewhat recently. I've watched a couple on Netflix that I found to be really interesting, um, and then reading this book. I mean, I can't, I can't rave enough about the writing. It was it was phenomenal. There were actually parts of it that she didn't write that the editors put together from her notes after her death, and I could tell. Like every ch- those chapters always started with editor's note, and I I didn't need the editor's note because I could tell the writing was different. Mm-hmm. Well, at least they they let her keep her style and they didn't go back at it and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, but see, I like that, and, and I think that in today's quick news cycle, I think we we might we might actually repeat topics, you know, if we do this long enough. Uh-oh. But um, you know, in today's short news cycle, there's not um. There's not really good long-form investigative reporting these days, and you know because they've got to they've got to get that out. They got to get it out. The, the next hot story. They can't sit there and research. That's why I really love and that's how I knew we talked about it before. But the the Theranos stuff. Yeah. And uh, whenever Carrie you did all that work, I mean, he did a lot of investigative work, flying places, researching, almost giving up. You know, all of this stuff. It was a great story to hear that. 
And I, I've caught myself gravitating towards a little bit more long form journalism these days. Yeah. And I, I read a, a really good one uh, recently that was about uh, the scamming of the uh, McDonald's monopoly. I think I saw you post something about that, yeah, didn't you? I, yeah, I never, I had never known that this even went down. I've always loved the Monopoly game, you know, and it's always been this thing. But they almost shut it down because of this thing, and millions upon millions of dollars have been stolen. The guy who is in charge of using that, it's it's given away in the first paragraph, so I'm not giving anything away. But the guy who was charged with um, securely delivering the um, the special, the the winning tickets. Uh-huh. He was the one that was doing it. He was giving it to his friends. I mean, he was just like, you know, here you go. Here's a, here's a here's a viper. Here's this. Here's that. Wow. It, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. So, what are you doing this weekend? Mm, nothing again. Again, it's I'm, two I'm, weekends in a row. I know, and and I'm kind of enjoying it. You know, um, going. Uh, you know, it's been a it's been a quiet week, and you know, I, I'll have a couple more travels coming up um september and october are going to be a lot of traveling yeah um we've got a couple shows and then insure tech connect which this will be our uh, another road episode yep and uh so it's i'm, I'm you know I, I guess it's the calm before the storm yeah august usually is yeah and you know what's what's different is that usually i would be going like the there's a trade show in florida that normally i would have gone to and yeah. i didn't go to and so it's it's different, and yeah. I'm and I'm liking it. It just these quiet days get to me. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird having you in the office more. I know. I was like, bit. what's wrong? <laughs> but uh, what about you? I am going full on nerd. Really? Yeah, yeah. How so? Tonight, my husband and I are going to go see a show called called Potted Potter, mm-hmm. where they it's a comedy show. They condense the seven Harry Potter books into a seventy minute comedy show. Uh huh. And then tomorrow I am going to the Harry Potter fan convention that's here in Dallas. Wow. So, so is it, is that the show, is the show linked to that or because that's going on? I think so. Because I have tickets to the convention, I got an email about that show saying, Hey, you get, you, you get access to these tickets before they open up to the public. So Mm -hmm. I went, uh, yeah, our kids are at my parents or our two older kids are at my parents' house, uh, this week. And so, I was like, we only have to t- get, find somebody to take the baby, and that's easy because she's so easy right now. And so I was like, um, and I bought the tickets, and I told my husband we were doing it. He's like, yes, dear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, you know, I, I like Star Trek. I'm I'm into Star Trek. I've always been in Star Trek. Never been a Star Wars fan. I I had Star Wars beat into me, and so I've never liked it. Yeah, you talked about that on previous episodes. Yeah, but uh, Star Trek, I've always been a fan. But also, I just you know I like comic books. I pay attention to you know all the different sci-fi shows. I watch them. It's just nothing is enough to get me to like go yeah let's go to comic-con yeah let's go to <laughs> harry potter fest or hey Not i'm in or- harry potter fest. <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm in um i'm in uh in orlando i'm just gonna go skip an entire day of working and i'm gonna go uh, to- i took the day off <laughs> <laughs> i use a vacation day for that yeah 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 and it was worth it. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I did. I did think it was cool. You were telling me that you get 
your own the wands and then the wands will light up stuff throughout i mean that's that's cool i'll, I'll admit <laughs> there's just nothing that nothing that that gets my attention that that yeah. makes me want to jump into it yeah well i'm a i'm a big harry potter fan and you know that mm-hmm. yeah i won't i won't deny it <laughs> i can't deny it <laughs> <laughs> well very cool yeah so we'll put uh links to the article as well as what else did we talk about? Whatever we talked about. The book, yeah. The, the article. The You'll listen to this later and get the show notes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, all in the show notes at insurancehappyhour.com. Have you taken that genetic test at 23andMe or a similar website? You know, I'm curious to know. What did you think about it? Hit us up at contact at insurancehappyhour.com. Or you could post it on social media. We've been using the hashtag insurancehappyhour. If you want to do it that way. And don't forget to subscribe, please. To subscribe. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of fun whenever you get the little notification. You're like, no kidding. I was the one that posted that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that happened. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been fun doing the, um, it's, uh, the, doing the co- uh, podcast. <sighs> Except for whenever I don't press the cough button. But, hey, um, it's it's been fun. We've, uh, I, I, I think... Uh, I think we figured it out at least. Yeah. I can post a show in like three minutes or something. Yeah. And then yeah. I have to go in and do the notes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you, do, um, uh, so I was, um, I was in Colorado and I was driving and I, it, it's really weird. I was driving back and I was, I was listening to our show and just, so you do listen to it. Mm-hmm, I do. Okay. And, um, y- you know, for the first episode, for a few episodes, I was very critical. I was always like, ah, we can improve that and we can do that and all that type of stuff. But I actually caught myself being interested in listening to what we were talking about. And I'm like, (laughs) you were there. I was there. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So, um, you know what? We talked about it, but, uh, I'm going, I've, we're started the process of ordering another mic or two so that we can actually have guests here. I've been working on trying to get it to work with the, the panel. So, or with a phone, so we can have dial in and all that neat stuff. That'll be fun. It will be, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, you know, uh, we, we, we need to find people to, to argue with, I guess. Oh, I don't think we'll have a problem with that. I know. I know. It's just a high opinion, but, uh, all right, well, uh, let's, uh, let's head on out. And as always, thanks for listening. So, do you think anybody's still listening? I don't know. I always wonder this every week.
I think it's so great. I, I don't, I've never heard any other podcast really do this part. I know people do it at the beginning, but not at the end. Yeah. It's kind of like a Marvel movie. Should we, should we put in some kind of like Easter egg? Like Sh- see if anybody's listening. Yeah, let's do that. Um, the first person that tweets that they did this, will get a $50 gift card to a place of your choice. Ooh, see, there you go. Can I win? No, no, it is. You are expressly forbidden. Dang it. <laughs>